This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello, you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Cole. And I'm Peter. And I can't believe I'm about to introduce our next guest. Probably the reason that Carl and I started this in the first place. We're only talking to Troy Deeney. Hello, Troy. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you, gents. That intro is uh, unbelievable. Very, very good. <laughs> I feel like I should have like got like 10% of the edit rights or something like that. <laughs> Trust well, me. Oh, here we go. We're all living in lovely houses and I'm like here begging for, for a job, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Troy, Troy, I'm going to start by saying something. You look fitter now, my friend, than you did playing for Watford then. It's a beard, mate. It's a beard. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Now, to be fair, it's education, isn't it? At the time, it was just like, eat what you want, train harder, and like right, you'll yeah. be all right. Now it's like, can't really train as hard as I used to, so eat, eat a lot better. So while I was waiting for you to turn up, we were at an hour. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, you lad asked me, lad ask me to give you a bit of stick, sorry. <laughs> right, I'm used to it. I'm used to it on here. Quality. The 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 first elbow has been thrown at a corner by Mr. Dean. Well done. <laughs> Excellent stuff. I like that very much. Well, look, Troy, it's it is genuinely fantastic to have you here because this podcast I'm is it, well, it's named after after a a ball leaving your right foot after a certain amount of things. We will cover this. We have to really. You ask about editing rights. We've spoken to Bill Leslie, who's the commentator. We didn't even give him ten percent. What can I say? So look. <laughs> What we always start with every single guest we have, and we we really don't want to make an exception with you. The first question is always, how did you fall in love with football as a kid before the professional or or the or the semi-pro yeah. stuff at Chelmsley? How did you fall in love with football? That's a interesting question. That would be match of the day. 
would be really watching Match of the Day as a young kid. And obviously you lot are a lot older than me, but you remember <laughs> you remember the TV one to five and it was a good time. Match of the Day was, we had to get up early on a Sunday to watch it. And then we'd have Italian football as well on, on Channel 4. So yeah, just watching the goals, watching the celebrations. And then like my dad used to take us down to the Blues games a lot, but it's like kid for a quid, that kind yeah. of thing. They used to have those initiatives. So yeah, really just just falling in love by watching it. And then I've, I've genuinely cannot remember a time in my life where I've not played football. So as far as I'm aware, as my mom's records go back, I was playing what would now be considered 11 aside at the age of five with the nines. Yeah. So it was like, I've just always played football. I, I, I'd love to say I've got this fun memory at one day, like ball click. It's just all I've known is a, there was a football and we lived in a council flat at the time. So we used to play a tennis ball down a really narrow entrance way. Me, me and our kid brother, like, yeah, just remember playing that. And we had a very old, if you remember, the Pele VCR. Yeah. And he's to teach you all the tricks. So me, my dad used to say, if you could do it with a, a tennis ball, you can do it with a football. I think I was more of a, way of trying to get over the fact that we were skin and we didn't have the money to buy a football. <laughs> but it, it turned out all right in the end. It worked out all right, yeah. And no, yeah. That, that's, that's absolutely right. Because in, in Brazil, they played a thing called football de Salau and they used a little size two foam filled. It wouldn't bounce anywhere. So they could play really high speed. It was like playing basketball with your feet on basketball oh, wow. courts. And it, it it's why... You saw the Brazilians at the time, the Zicos, the Pele's, obviously, of my time, because we're older, obviously. Yes, I remember Match of the Day when it was played on fucking harpsichord, but never mind. It was, it, It's an amazing thing that actually playing with a smaller ball, when you then mm-hmm. transfer from that to a regulation size five ball, it's like it's like popping a balloon about because it's not going as fast, yeah. it's not going as quick, and it means why they can beat through all those skills. Oh, look at this. I'm happy with this very much. Now, was the team I saw something mentioned in in reading up, was it the three C's? Was this was this yeah. club that you were playing? Catholic for? Community Centre, it was called. Oh, yeah. excellent. And this was just what, yeah. the local place? So you'd just go and yeah. join in and it was all at community? The, at the time it was the only team in, in Chelsea Wood where I'm from. Now there's there's four or five like different variations of it. But yeah, it was, the, it was the one attached to the church, and we all went to the school. There was a there was a school at the side called Saint Anne's School, uh-huh. which is still up and, and, and running. And it's it's a thing in our in our family that my nan went, my mum and uncles have went, me and my brothers sisters went, <clears throat> and now my brothers' kids are there as well. So it's like a we've just always been there, and that was attached to the church. And then on the other side of the church was playing fields, and yeah, it was all called the Free Seas. Fantastic. You, you're you're still in now in the locality. I know you moved down for a period and then relocated located back up there. Listen, again. we'll put one myth to bed. Oh, I, go on, far I away, far down, away. One, I moved down for a grand total of three months right, in my okay. 12 years. I, I stayed down a lot with, like, I stayed at the Grove and places like that, but fundamentally. That must have been horrible. <laughs> I was, yeah, I know. The pool was so cold. I did put a request in. No, but yeah, genuinely, I, I, I'm just... For the brash ego person that you see on a football pitch, I'm actually like a really self-indulgent, me and my family, yep. I don't really want to have too many people involved. And I like coming home to normal. I like being Troy. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. There's, a, there's a presentation. I think we've all got that ourselves. Like I'm daddy to, to, the, to the kids. I'm Troy to the missus, but I'm Troy in the family setting of no one gives a shit about football. Sorry, can I swear? I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crack on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, no, like when I go to my mom or to my mum's house or to my nan's house, no one's like, oh, so who you got this weekend? Like, no one cares. It's like, <laughs> do you want a cup of tea and let's talk about life? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah good. good stuff. I think we b- before we get on to then transitioning into into the professional yeah. game and all of that, let's get to one of the. Uh, if you can, we we went out and we we love to get questions in from Watford fans just to, oh, whenever we can, which which was great. I'm, I'm going to go for 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 one batch of questions that that came in off of Twitter from Yell Nine Nine Nines, Latin VKG, and also Radamel Falcao. Now talk about taking a name. That's really quite something, <laughs> right? But these are all similar at Watford yeah. at the moment. Obviously, we've got we've got shall we say issues in the forward department. Something that you, that yeah. you could possibly help with. So here are three questions. One said, if we agree that a ruthless nature is needed to be a winner, how easy is it yeah. to coach or teach a footballer to be nasty, have that have that edge about them? And then the other question was, tell me three techniques to intim- intimidate the central defender. I don't know which central defender, but he obviously wants to do one of those three. How do, how do we add in that, that nasty edge, do you think, that's needed? Are we so we suggesting that I'm a, a nasty person? Is that what is the that's the theme I'm getting here? That I'm a big horrible striker. We are suggesting that a lot of people over the last four <laughs> or five years have turned around and said Troy wouldn't have put up with that. Troy would have given some of it back. <laughs> yeah. See, do you know what it is for me? So obviously I'm I'm a Birmingham City fan because yep. that's why we all get aside the team before we even know what anything about football by our parents. And then I'm now a Watford fan because I said it before and I'll say it again, shamelessly, it's my club. I've been there for so long and yeah. we've, we've grown together and all of that fun stuff. I I look at the strikers and I'll speak to one striker particularly uh, in a little while, but I think I look at the, the, the game of football as this is our house. Vicarage Road is our house. This is, you're coming to our house and you're coming to play football. It should be a privilege and honour for the people to come, but also the most intimidating day of their lives is how I look at it. So if I invited you guys over to, to my house for a barbecue, I would hope you come and go, oh, but yeah, the house is nice. The, the guests are nice. The was nice. But Troy let us know that this was his house. So yeah. we still had to follow by his rules of taking his shoes off when he come in. And that was, that's how I take football. I think if, if we're going to win, and let, let's be honest, we are never going to be in a position where we as Watford are buying 100 million pound players. Let's hope that's nice, but for our lifetime, we probably won't be able to see that. So we have to level the playing field by being physically intimidating and more aggressive than the other, because technically they might be better than us. So I would say for, for that, I always looked at it as how do I get myself in the best condition possible? And to some people that might be, oh, but you had a, you had a big belly. I'm like, yeah, so does Tyson Fury. Doesn't mean he can't fight for 12 rounds. Just physically, can I do what I'm really good at for this amount of time, which would that be 90 minutes, 95 minutes, or 100 minutes? Can I do that? Or if, if you look at the uh, extra time we had in the semifinals of the FA Cup, mm-hmm. we can then still be able to run to the last to the last death. So that that would be for me. And then I think generally it's it's a pride thing. It's a pride thing. If Marco Silva did a really good thing and it's, it's something that I'm going to take into coaching when, when I get into it properly. He used to do these stats every... So we played on a Saturday, on a Sunday, you'd be in for recovery. And every Sunday morning, you had your own individual stats on your seat, but you'd have on there aerial jewels, let's say, but it wouldn't give you 40%, 50%. It'd be really detailed. So it'd be like, you had 15 headers, you won six. And then he wouldn't say like whether that was good or bad. It'd be like... What do you think? Mm. Now, somebody that prides themselves on winning headers, if that was me, I'd be like, fuck, all this week we've got to work towards that. And I think now what we've got to with football is hiding behind stats. Because you can, I can make a stat that I am the best header of a ball if I jump off my left toe as opposed to whoever. You can find a stat that suits your narrative with anything. Mm-hmm. But what he did was hold us all accountable. 
And I think that's what's gone now. It's gone behind behind stats and behind behind our opinion. There's people that will listen to this show and go, Troy is crap because of X. And you go, no, no, but he scored this many got No, no, he's crap. They've just made their opinion. It, it, it's irrelevant. And I always say to like people that do shows, with, I can't argue with opinion and you can't argue with stupid. But if you think if there's a stat behind it, then okay, we can discuss as to where, why, and how we improve on that. And I think that would be what I, I've started to get frustrated with the modern game now is that it's like you're a rubbish striker unless you're Haaland. Mm-hmm. There's only one Haaland. Do you know what I mean? If you, yeah. score, if you score 10 or more goals in the Premier League, that's actually good for a striker. But now because Salah scores 20 and Haaland scores 40 and there's like more doing it, if you actually look at the mass of all the players, not many people hit 20. Nothing. Not many people hit more than 15, but because those top ones do, it's like, ah, oh, that's the standard. It's like, okay, do you expect someone from Burnley to score 20 goals? Someone from Luton? Like, it's just not, it's just not going to happen. You had to mention them, didn't you? I'm so, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so proud I didn't spit on the floor. It, it, it always, it always Apologies. brings us- I feel like, listen, look, I feel like when you, when you have a genuine chat, I get rivalries and I'm at the point now where I have to speak nicely about Villa because they're doing well. So I get it, but I think yeah. you have to put it when, it, when mm-hmm. it's due, right? And then that's that's where we're at. I didn't mention the other team, Sheffield United, because they're stinking. So yeah, this is they true. are. Yeah, they are. They're having a right stinker this season. Well, that's all right. We we yeah. have we have a, a friend, a friend of Andy Collins at Three Counties Radio is Justin yeah. Dealey, who came and interviewed you at the Tring Book Fair. Yeah, obviously around the book and and what have you. And then he he revealed he revealed his allegiances by we believe showing you his sock color. And I think your phrase was, "Oh, you're one of them." And we just went, "Oh, oh, very good. We like that." <laughs> <laughs> I can confirm that that did happen. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, no, yeah, we, we spoke to him about it and uh, and heard the interview. It was very good, very good indeed. So, uh, just jumping back then into the the move into the pro side of the game. You you've, mm-hmm. you've been at you've been at Chelmsley Wood. You've been scouted. We've heard the stories about you kind of getting get, getting. I think it was a was it was it playing a training game or a, 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 at the end of a trial game for Villa or what have you. But then how- that was when no, that was when I was fifteen. Okay. So that was like four years removed, three years removed from okay. that. Sorry. So yeah. So how so, how how did the the move to to Warsaw? How did you get picked up? How did you get scouted? At just, that yeah, just a guy. Come what I used to play for Chelmsford Town. So three seasons we touched on earlier was the, the the youth side of it. Chelmsford Town was the only team in our area that had an adults team. You still had to you still had to pay like like most people. I don't know if it's still the case now. I assume it is. You still have to pay your subs and whatever. But I was I wasn't allowed to pay, play for the adult team because I owed like. Thirty-six pound in subs, but at the time it was like three hundred and sixty pound because I was earning fuck all. So yeah. it was it was like, I don't know how I'm gonna pay this and try and keep my mum off my back because she wants rent as well. And yeah, I just went and played anyway. My, my cousin he paid it for me and got me playing. And basically, I always look back on my life and I enjoy doing these interviews because it's a reflection for myself. But mm-hmm. I was destined to be a footballer because there's so many people that helped me along the way that were, were helping me for myself. So the only reason I spoke to my cousin about it, he's a bit older than me, but I spoke to him about it not too long ago. Like, why did you pay that? Because if you'd have asked me at the time for like 36 quid, I'd be like, no chance. <laughs> You're my cousin, I love you, but you ain't getting that. And he was like, to save you from yourself, because if I didn't have football, I would have done other things. Right, and I used to run around with, I would have done other things. And he was like, 36 quid, and I know I can keep you here on a, on a Saturday and a Sunday. I'm comfortable with that. Keep you occupied, keep you productive, yeah. 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 That's fair enough. I haven't given the 36 quid back, by the way. I'm not doing that. So. <laughs> <laughs> quite, quite right, too, but I'm really pleased that the number yeah, 30, so 36 is still registered. Yeah. <laughs> so to answer your question, I, I was playing with them. Mick Halsall, who was at Warsaw, he's at 
Wolves and FA and that now is is top man. He's like he deserves like is it an MBE and OB? I'm not sure which one, but he deserves one of them for services for for football and what he did for the, the whole of Birmingham. Not just Chelsea Wood. He he he's massive in terms of bringing loads of people through life changing because he had the the ear to the ground on Sunday League. So all these ones because we've obviously got Villa, Blues, Wolves, all that commentary. They would all miss these gems, and he would be like, no no no, this is the one, and then he would take them into Warsaw. But he would he'd be actively out there himself. It's like the old way Watford used to do it, we didn't have the money to, to compete. So you had to go and look. You had to go and see how it was. And that's and Mick did that so well. And he, he's probably made about 150 people be professional footballers that were probably going to, in my case, end up dead or in jail. Right. So he, he, he saved a lot of us. And he never gets any credit for it. And that's why every time I talk about it, I'm really keen to mention his name. And he, every time he sees me, he says, stop. If you mentioning my name because I don't want to see it in the paper. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so he come and, he come and said, "Do you want to play this on the Saturday? Do you want to come and play at Warsaw?" I'd never been as far as Warsaw at that point, and for for people that don't know, it's like living in Watford and not knowing where Luton is. That that was it's like I think it's eight miles from my house, ten miles at best. But I didn't, I never travelled that far. Yeah, I just went in there and just I did all right. That's the only way to describe. It. I did all right. I, was, I they put me in because I was playing adults football. I was playing adult football from the age of 15 now. So I've always played above myself. Right. So they were like, oh, I was 18 at the time. They were like, we'll put you in with the 18-year-olds and see if you can do it at our level. Because I was playing like basically 30-year-olds and stuff yep. like that. And I was still physically strong enough to hold my own. So they were like, is that because they're not professional? Let's put you in with the R18s and see how you do. And I I scored I scored, and I smashed people around all week. And they were like, hold on. Like, he's, <laughs> he's, he's not used to this. So I, I did that. Then I trained with the first team, but technically I wasn't up to the standard of the first team because I'd never done anything other than trained with my local teams. So they they set me tails Owen, and that was the best best education I could have ever had in my life. That, that I did, what did I play? Ten games. I did about six weeks over the Christmas period there, yeah. and then they brought me back in, in January, and then then the career started. Should we say? Fantastic. And of part of that story, obviously, is when was it? It wasn't last summer. It was the summer before. His, his, his missus was out. And so we ended up chatting like this to Tommy Mooney for about three hours. Well, <laughs> about three and a half hours, actually. So he spoke for three hours. You had half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was it. He said, he said much the same about Alan Smart, actually, but never mind. Um, I think he said, oh, yes, I'm, I've, I've just moved. I'm, I think I'm living on Troy Deeney's land, I think was the phrase he said. I think he's, he was quite proud that you'd, you'd, you'd pushed on in, in the way that obviously everything did and, and how it went. What did, what did Tommy Mooney do for you at that, you oh. know, kind of at Walsall? Everything. He... We laugh about it privately because he's still he's still like a mentor to me. I still phone him and give him shit, and he does the same to me. <laughs> I still don't understand how he can play golf three times a week and claim that he's, he's busy, but it is what it is. <laughs> uh, no, I so so Moons and I, I've never really said this part loud, but it, I think it's fitting because it hits to the to the Watford audience better. But Moons did everything for me as a as a, as a what nineteen year old didn't know me, asked for my elbow in, in terms of trying to be in life and in football. Um, and he, he he took a liking to me from the rough, rugged rawness. I suppose he saw a lot of himself in that or a younger version of himself in that. And did he tell you about when I had to present my findings to him in front of Richard Money the day he signed? No, no. 
So no, he, but you're, he was paid here for, we go. He was paid for Wickham the year before he signed for Warsaw. I yeah. think he was 36 at that time, maybe yeah. 37. And Richard Money stitched me up a tree and I didn't know that this was happening. So this was like April and I'm traveling with the first team. We're trying to get promoted, et cetera, et cetera. And I hadn't, I hadn't played a first team game at that point. So he used to make me travel, do the warm up, but then write reports on strikers. So, so I was always learning. So he goes, for this game, I wanted to watch Tommy Mooney play for Watford. He scored this, he did that, all these things. I was like, oh, okay, I remember Tommy from Birmingham City. Yep. And then in my na- naive way, I was like, he's old as fuck. So <laughs> I, could, I, I, remember play, <laughs> I remember paying to watch this guy. So anyway, I did this report and it read on there like, really good movement, technically really good. He's old, can't move, probably past his best. All of these, but just imagine what a 19-year-old version of me is saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Light version. So anyway, I give it to the to the gaffer. And the gaffer's like, oh, you don't like him? I said, no, I think he's really good. I just, I wouldn't have him in front of me, personally. I was cocky as, as they come as well. Fast forward a couple of months, middle of August, middle of July, sorry, we signed Tommy Mooney. I've forgotten all about that, writing that report. I get pulled in the office, in Richard's office, and he says, Tommy sat on the sofa, and he's like, oh, do you remember Tommy? I said, oh, yeah, he was at Wickham, blah, blah, blah. He pulls his piece of paper out the top drawer, and he goes, just just read that to Tommy, will you? As <laughs> suppose he's passing it to me. He's like the Matrix. It went so slow. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Did I write on there? However, anyway, I said it all. And I, to be fair, I said it all in front of him. And Tommy was like, oh, okay. How many times have you scored in the Prem? And I went, oh, never. And he went, shut your fucking mouth then. And then I sit down and that was it. And then basically Tommy, Tommy took me under his wing from there. And he, but like, when I say he did everything for me, like I'm from, I'm from a rough area. I don't, I don't like to glorify, but I'm from a rough area. And I think this is 2007, 2008 times. And I used to get, I used to have to run from my house to Marston Green, where the train station was. It was about two mile-ish. From there, get a train into town, train from town, out of town into Warsaw, and then run across to the, to the stadium. Sometimes we'd get home on a, on a Tuesday. I've not played or anything, but there wasn't a train. So I'd have to get that late bus service, the one that does the whole thing. Yeah. He was like, I'll take you home. And I was like, Tommy, look, you don't have to do that. I can't give you no money for petrol. I was on £50 a week at the time. And he was like, no, no, I'll, I'll drop you home. You can't be getting the bus. That's stupid. And he had a big black Range Rover. And I was like, look, you can drop me so close but I need you to get home. (laughs) (laughs) Tommy can't look after himself, but if that car, that car's worth more than the houses on on my estate. Like you can't, you can't pull in on that. And to be fair, he used to drop me like to to Master Green and I was just just to run home. But like, it was to the point where he was like, no, I'll drop you closer. I'll drop you closer. And then the one time he dropped me on the main road outside of my estate and he was like, yeah, I'm not coming back there again. And then he just, <laughs> he used to, he'd pick me up and he'd be like, and then he'd just, he'd just do little things like he sounds really childish, but for a 19-year-old, he bought me sweets from, from Marks and Spencer's. I didn't even know Marks and Spencer's was a thing. Do you know what I mean? We were like Wilco's and, yeah, and yeah. farm yeah, yeah. food, that kind of thing. So when someone's going in, it's like, these are three pound sweets and they're actually branded. We used to get Aldi's own. Like, oh, whoa, wait there, these are actual wine gums. Oh, brilliant. And that's how like childish and naive I was. I only got that if I went to my nan's house. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was all these little things, but he used to spend time talking with me all the time. You've you missed chances. And I, I still do. And you lot have probably saw it if you've been at the games. If I miss the target, I do two push-ups. push-ups. That's, that's him. If I miss the target, it goes over, I do five. That's him. And it was just like, it just ingrained. And I'm what, 30, going to be 36 in, in the summer and, and I'm still doing it. And now my kids are doing it. Probably classed as like child abuse at this day and age. But <laughs> it, is, 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just like, I think he, he really taught me the value of, of like scoring and how to be a pro and turning up. And, and also, I think he understood I was so close to achieving greatness, i.e. having a career in football. Yeah. But I was also really close to, I'm only on £50 a week here. Where I'm from, everyone's making a lot more money than that. And yeah, yeah. The, the group I was running around with and the distractions, he was like, I need to keep this guy close. So he used to come and pick me up all the time. And I'll be forever forever uh, grateful for that. And don't talk about it too much, but he, he, he saved my life. Hi, this is Tommy Mooney. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Lovely stuff. Well, we'll we'll come on to move into Watford very shortly, but here's one, because again, we we went and asked people on various platforms. Here's one, and again, it's it's not a question here. It was was one from Peter. I'm not going to say... His surname, because uh, he, he's, he's one of these kind of no publicity box stickers. And he said, okay. anyway, one day I went there. You'll find out where it was. And Watford, a Watford supporting Waitrose Trolley Boy was made up and beside himself that Troy, having been in too much of a rush on going into the store, as the kid acknowledged him, quietly took the trouble to find the trolley boy, find him out and get his supplies and had a long chat with him, which I thought was class. So, hmm. so all of those little bits, and Troy has done some little bits for people before this, they make a huge difference to people's lives and perception. And it's a huge part of Watford, which you seem yeah. to tune into along with a number of players. Herelio Gomez immediately flies to mind, obviously. Yeah. How important was that bit of the Watford club ethos to you? Yeah, so, so, yeah, so to, to add to your question, I think it's, I think it's a bit deeper than, than the Watford way. When when I was introduced to the Watford way, it was and I feel, feel like everyone's got that thing now, haven't they? It's the Man City way. It's just, but this is who we are at Watford, and it's not it's not a Troy Deeney thing. It's not the new person. This is like Alton John, Graham Taylor. It, it's it, this is what the seventies. Am I right in thinking yep. that seventies? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> and this is this is now who we are, and the reason I say who we are is because about Sadie Crew, people have died out over that time period. Mm-hmm. So. Anyone that can remember 70s and, and back, so like your 60s, your 50s, they've probably died out now to an extent, the, the large majority of them. And the rest of us now only know that way. And that's how it should be. And 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 obviously family orientated training, the the park, I forget the name of the park. Castlebury Park. Castlebury Park. Yeah, Castlebury Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luther, John Bart. Everyone that's come under that tree of Alton John and Graham Taylor is all centralized around family and community and togetherness. But but for me, it's always been a case of I don't even know where it's come from, but I was at the bottom. Like we were just talking to my, to my missus about it, some stuff earlier. And it's like, things are going well in life. <clears throat> but I'll always remember not being able to afford to get to, 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 to school. I'll always remember missing days at school because my mom's working three jobs and I have to pick my brother and sister up. Yeah. Like, how, how can I 
what because I've got some financial head start now because I'm playing I'm playing football and getting paid for it, or I've got some fake celebrity other words say bullshit around me because of what I'm in the newspaper. That means I don't have to talk well to the to the trolley boy. Like, come on, like that doesn't matter. He's, he's, he's on his journey to do that. Trolley boy might end up be only doing that because he's at uni to get by, and he may now be something else along the line. And we could, whatever again, meet up in whatever capacity. And I don't know if you noticed, but when people tell me those stories, I smile because it's like they shouldn't be the, the oh, Troy was nice to me. It should just be that's how it is. He's another yeah, person. Yeah. Shouldn't he be the she, exception, yeah. should be the rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I get I get pissed off. I'm sorry, I'm going to go on a little rant here. I do this a lot. I get pissed off of a lot of things. This, is the, this is the place to I, rant. Good stuff. Carry on, go. <laughs> well, I, well, I get when I go to London, and London obviously is, is great for a lot of things, but the ignorance of people really winds me up. So like, you hold the door open for said person walking through, and they just walk on, and you're like, yeah. is that what life's become now? Mm. So I'll always make a thing, and I'll be like, let's say I opened it for you, Pete, I opened it, and you walk through. I'll be like, oh, don't worry, I'll hold it. And then they, they turn back like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm stood here. Don't worry, you carry on. No, because you got to get that tube that's going to come in like one minute. Mm-hmm. And then if you miss that one, the one that's going to be there in two minutes afterwards, so you'll you'll be so late for work. But you can't just say like, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks, mate. And it doesn't take yeah, you no. any longer to say it as you are walking, does it, really? I just think just fundamentally, I don't know, it's a football show, but it's a live show as well, I think, whatever I try and talk. It's, we, we've come away from the basics the free, the, the things that are free, the fundamental things that are free. Can you be on time, Carlos? Can you be on time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I changed the time. I'm sorry. Can you be on time? Can you be respectful? Can you give your best and not worry about the monetary value at the end of it? They're the things I, I personally think are, are going in life. And I said to my kids all the time that you've got a head start in life because of what I've been able to achieve. But fundamentally, if you can be on time, respectful, and like use your manners, you'll be ahead of 90% of the kids already now because yeah. that's not becoming a thing. Yeah. I had a particularly uh, cringe moment with Troy Deeney once at Villa oh, Park. God. Yeah, it's really cringy. And when I look back, I've still got the photo, but when I look back... Hey, for you or for me? For both of us, I think. I think <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was the Graham Taylor game at Villa Park and you were in the stand. Yes. And I, yeah. I was literally, I was getting a beer and I was like, that's fucking Troy Deeney. He's just walked past. And I think you were, I think you were with your lad and you went into the toilet and then I had this moral compass where oh, I went... God, you didn't follow wait, Troy into the loo. I'll wait here... I'll I'll wait here for Troy to come out. And then I went, no, 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 fuck it. I'll go in the toilet and follow him. I remember. I I remember. I was like, like, Troy, can I get a picture? And you're like, dude, it's a toilet. Like, do you want to, like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. And then I was, because I was a bit pissed. I couldn't get my phone working. You're like, you're having a mare, mate. You're having yeah, a mare. I remember. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. I remember because it was, it was like, it was a Graham, the first Graham Taylor. At, yeah, yeah. game, I want to say. Yeah, that was it. That's it. I think I was injured. I don't know why I, I wasn't playing, but I felt it was right to go. But then I also felt it wasn't right to stand at the side of the pitch and make it a thing that Troy's not playing. Like all these weird things. And then my son was like, I want to go. And then I remembered everyone at Villa Park hates me anyway. So I was like, fuck it. We'll go, <laughs> we'll go, we'll go into, the st- into the stand. And it was me, my son, and, and one of my friends. And it was like, it was, you know what? It's one of the best experiences, to be fair. Because there's not many times I've ever been able to just sit with the fans and yeah. go like, don't look at me, look at them. Kind of like try to, everyone like, can we get a picture? Like in the toilet. And like, yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Go for it. That, no, was, that, I, actually, I actually genuinely remember that as well. 
half yeah, time. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I've still got the picture. I've, I've spoke about it on the podcast before, but it, it could have been like you could have literally said to me, mate, do yourself a favor, like jog on or whatever. And you're absolutely right what you just said there. It, it, I think people will, I don't know if people, I don't know if what it is about you, but people will probably look at Troy Deeney for the things he says rather than the person he is, like stuff like the, 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 the kahunas and so on and so on. And it's you know just what, like, one, obviously, we're, we're coming off a time when I've, I've ended up costing my job for telling the truth. But one thing that is that never ceases to amaze me in this life is no one's ever said I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my my miss is like, oh, will you shut your mouth or will you stop saying these things or will you think before you talk? And I'm like, okay, I will do. The day someone turns around and says, Troy, you was a lying, and the reason it was a lie because of this, yeah. or B, you caused offence or you did this or what you said actually had no validity. I'll be like, no problem. I'll think about it. So even yeah. the cojones comment, for example, the only thing anyone's ever said is you shouldn't have said that out loud or he's still playing. Why has he said that? No uh, one ever said he was wrong or I don't agree with him. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It was a breath of fresh air at the time, to be fair. It was. Yeah. And now, look, they're all influencers off the back of it saying yeah. what they want now. And yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm going to say I created it. Started a trend, mate. <laughs> so, to be honest with you, I'm not surprised you remember Carlos coming up. Any, any bearded man coming and traumatising yeah. me in a talk. I bloody remember Listen, that as well. There was another arm to it that my son was having a wee while he was doing it. There was questions, but <laughs> we just thought, let's just stand in front of it. it you know, yeah. it, it crossed a few barriers, guys. I'm not going to deny that, but it, I, got the, I got the photo at the end of the day. It's fine. We'll, we'll just confirm that we're doing this online because there is a restraining order still in place, but that's fine. <laughs> There's no worries with that. Um, and no one's near a park. This is all very, very good. Um, you mentioned earlier on, and you, you just mentioned, obviously, in terms of the job at, at Forest Green, a number mm-hmm. of questions have come through about that, as you would imagine. Uh, one was, uh, where would you prefer to have a meat pie, Watford or Forest Green? That just seems the lazy thing that I would have said, and it probably was, <laughs> never mind. The other questions were, does he think he'll come back to Watford at some point as a coach slash head coach? Mm-hmm. That will come to that. Would love. What three things at Forest Green would he do differently in another opportunity. So what kind of learnings have you yeah. had? And the, the next question was, had basically had the experience scarred you or has it given you a greater desire to, to go in and, and do that next time? I feel like we're friends now, so I'll, I'll be honest on it. So the three things I learned, one was, believe it or not, going full confidence of what you're going to do. So the first result... Really need to condense it. This is a three-week period, 26 yeah. days, I think, 25 days, yeah. whatever it was. A three-week period. Shoveled in with Christmas and six games. And also being told on a Wednesday that you're the manager and the game's on a Friday. So it's like, it was like snowball, snowball, snowball. But what I try to do is, is lean on people's experiences, probably to my own detriment in, in the short term. I was trying to make everyone just feel good. We were bottom of league two. Try to make everyone feel good. Do this, do this, do this. But really, it should have been day one, this is what we're doing. And I tried to drip feed it. Like, yes, there was a change in formation. Yes, there was a change in you've got to be on time. The basic things, a little bit like what what Vlad's had to do at Watford. They're all basic things, but without those fundamentals, you you cannot survive as a team because you'll get inconsistent performances throughout all of it. And that's where I felt Forest Green would fall a little bit short. So that would be one. Secondly, think about the process a bit more. So... I know I want to be a manager. I know I want to be a coach long-term. But just because the opportunity reared its head, it doesn't mean that that's the opportunity. Mm. But the caveat to that is when when would the next opportunity come? Would the next opportunity come? This might be your only way in. So that's why we did it. And then thirdly, regret. 
I don't, I don't regret anything in my life. So I feel like regret is when you wake up and go, oh my God, I can't believe I'm in this position because of that. Or I can't believe that happened and I had control of it. Would I speak out publicly like I did? No, absolutely not. Again, no one ever said what he said was wrong. It was just more, should he have done it on that platform? And then understanding my worth. This is going to sound obnoxious, but I hope you understand what I'm saying is. Can you ever remember in your time period where League Two manager was sacked and it took over national TV, radio, newspapers for a week? Nope. Nah. Yeah, yeah. You're bang on. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. So that happened on the Thursday. I can't go into too much about that because I've still got some legal issues in the background. Okay, so I won't. Yeah, I, I'm just, not, I don't think it's a platform all the time to do, but that happened on the Thursday. Assault on the Friday. I'm not going to lie. My ego was hurt on the Friday. Saturday... I ventured into into the, spa, the, the place of smelling yourself because you're sulking too much. I was like, I, I stink here. I need a shower. I need to sort myself out. So I did that. And then someday I went I went to the Football Writers Awards, which I was already planning to go to anyway. And my missus was like, oh, it's going to be a room full of journalists. They're all going to ask these questions. They've all had these opinions. And as you all know, I read and see everything anyway. So yeah. I was like, no problem. So I went to this thing and everyone was like, oh, he's here. And I was like... I don't really use my social media. It's more of a like a keep it up to date news thing for me. So I don't really live on it and all of that. And I said to my wife, who was driving over, she's like, oh, all those big reporters didn't say much to your face, did you? I said, babe, let's be honest. I've shit bigger than most of them. So <laughs> they're not going to say anything to my face anyway, are they? Do you know what I mean? And, and, and also, it's their opinion. So I can't, like I said earlier, you can't argue with someone's opinion when they've got limited knowledge of the facts. Yeah. The facts are that they had at that time. Troy was sat after three, three and a bit weeks and Dale Vince had come out and done nine interviews because he needs, he needs the attention. No problem. Mm. Yeah. That, that is what it is. But my reality, and again, sound like an arsehole, but Saturday, I, when I decided to get myself back into it, I walked from this room that we're in now, the office slash there's a, like a cinema room over to the side. Mm-hmm. Walked through there. I've got one of them. <laughs> I, walked, you, <laughs> I, walked, I, walked through, I walked through the kitchen into my into my gym. I did a bit of the gym and then I went and got my own swimming pool. That's my reality. So it's like, what am I moaning about? My kids are good. My mom's good. You're good. And what? Mm. 20 people on live think they're, they're making fun of me. Mm. Okay, no, no problem. You, you lot win then, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there is another question in relation to Forest Green Robes, and I think it's enti- I think it's entirely reasonable that should you wish to give simply an answer by a nod or a shake of the head, that's acceptable. This is from Mikey Abrahams. Is Dale Vince as big a knobhead as he comes across? <laughs> the fact that you have to write that would be up to your own conclusion. Look, I, I, I would say this tiny little bit on Dale. I think Dale's a genuinely nice person. I just think he goes about things the wrong way. Listen, I could easily get into a situation where he said, she said, not, not interested. You're not, you're, to be honest, Troy, you're not the first person to say it though, either, are you? Rob Edwards, who was there before, had his own issues with him. So. Listen, but I think I think the, I think the fellas, and I think he's got really good ideas. I think he's the things he's doing for the environment is, is massively ahead of the game in terms of business, is hugely successful. And I think he has he has a platform that he uses to his advantage. Fair play to him. You've been successful. I'm not going to sit here and slag Dale Vince off. Other than leaving on that Thursday, yeah, Thursday, when I, I didn't know him before this season. Yeah. I've had a conversation with him. I've not had a conversation since that Thursday, since we left. And I can honestly tell you, I've never once woke up and thought, I wonder what Dale's doing today. Never. So I, I don't, really don't care about him. I wish, I wish yeah. him all the best. And I wish... 
Forest Green or the best, but we're talking about Watford and I'm going to go and do better in my life and I hope they go and do better in theirs. And the only cool. thing I've ever asked of him is stop fucking mentioning my name. I don't mention yours. There you go. I think that's quite healthy. And for, for anybody listening on this, no head was shook or indeed nodded. That was a very diplomatic answer. Well done, sir. So let, let's get back to the career arc of the of the playing side. But we obviously wanted yeah. to touch on that because it's the most recent thing. And obviously everybody does want to know how you're getting on as well. You come and join. How, how did the Watford move come about? Everybody knows that you had to travel to Norwich on a Friday night. Yeah. And remember, you turn, in, turn, turn up on that. How did you get to find out about the move? How, how long was it in the making? Probably from June, June time. So I, as, as far as I'm aware, I was I was like number one target. So it was always really nice to to hear that. But the focus and a lot of it, John John Steve, Stevenson, Stevens, yeah, John Stevenson, John Stevenson, yeah, John Stevens was really good. He's, he he knew my agent. I think they had a past relationship and blah blah blah. But my front, the front runner was Cholton. I was going to go to Cholton first because with Watford, the money element of it came right at the end in terms of what I would be getting. Right. Where Cholton were like, "We'll give you this, 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 and this, and then we'll sort out Watford." So I already knew I was going from, and I've, I think I've just put it away. I've got my original contract that I signed at Warsaw. I had it down there. I was showing the kids the other day. It's like 148 pound. I think I was on, and they'd offered me like four grand a week at Cholton. I was like, let's go. We're on. <laughs> didn't know where it was. I was like, yeah, we're going. It's fine. And and to be fair, that's a lie. I did I didn't know where it was because I went my first away day was Blues Cholton in the Prem. I want to say 2012. No, it was earlier than that, 2006 when I was at school. And Blues had the big phones for you badge, Rob yes, Sadie, stuff do Gary. That that team, uh, Clinton Morrison. Yeah. I don't like to give Clinton too much credit because he's Clinton. <laughs> but yeah, so we, so he's always had that like affinity. That that was my first away game. So I was like, oh, that's brilliant. And then nothing really happened through June, went a holiday, whatever. And then I in preseason in, in in July, and I remember it was like week one, you start running and whatever. And because Cholton were like putting little bids in, I know they put fifty k, they put six k, whatever it was. It was like you're gonna have to kick up a fuss here. And I I never. No one taught me the business of football. Like, I was to be kicking with force. They were like, just don't be at the front of the running. Because believe it or not, I'm not a bad runner. So I used to be like, oh, all right, cool. So I'll sit into the middle of the pack. And then another week goes on. It's like, you're going to have to be at the back of the pack. And I was like, oh, okay. And then we did like the bleep test. And I was, I was like, letting the goal. I was falling out of it before the goalies. And they were all like, <laughs> they, they knew there was an issue. But Warsaw wanted to keep me. But they never wanted to give me any money to stay. But also, Warsaw fundamentally was a club that that were based on selling players to keep the, yeah. keep themselves afloat as a business model. So they had a number that was fine. And then by like what the last week going in, I didn't play any preseason games. The last week going into when the start of the season was Watford's on a Friday, if you remember, they were an opening game mm-hmm. against Norwich. And at that point, it was like if you want to leave, you've got to kick balls. And I don't know if what. I think Warsaw's still on the same training ground. We moved to a new training ground, and I think they're still there to this day. But it used to back on to houses. Yep. So I was just like, all right, no problem. And, then, and obviously now at this point, I know Watford want to put me on five grand a week starting. I'm like, and I think the signing on fee was like 35,000. I was like, that I could buy my house at home for that. Like, yeah. at this point, I don't care. So they were like, you got to kick balls away and you got to do that. So I said, in the shooting drill, I said, I don't think you should put me in this shooting drill. And they were like, why? Because I'm going to kick balls into that garden there every time. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of like 
because I'm, I'm only 20 at this point, 20, 21. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just turned 21. So they're all like, oh, you're a kid, whatever. Whereas now we know 21 is like, you should be on a five-year deal worth 400 million. But at that time, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that. So uh, and, uh, they 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 did the shooting drill, and I kicked fifteen balls into this garden. <laughs> go and get them. They were like, go and get them. I was like, no. And we just had this Mexican standoff. And Martin O'Connor, who Skip, he's still like a very good friend of mine. He was like, I get it, but even when you get there, Troy, you need to be fit. What about Watford? He said, you'll get there, but when you get there, you need to be fit. And all I could hear was. He was trying to like manipulate me to stay fit that this wasn't going to happen and I'd be fit for them. Yeah. So I was like, no, you don't understand. Like five grand a week, my mom doesn't have to work three jobs anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We we had changed everything, didn't it? We had a we had a Ford Focus that was like on a nine-year finance package. Yeah, like yeah. my mom would never have been able to pay for this car. It was just a Ford Focus. But I'm like, we're not doing it. I can pay that off in one month. Like it's not. It's not happening. And to be fair, he understood. And then they did the, I went down on the Wednesday. I went down on a Wednesday, stayed at Sopwell House. My mum took me down. So me and my mum went down and did the the stuff with Richard College at the time. We went on to, to West Ham. Yeah. Did it all in the in the, in one of the rooms. And like this is how far removed it was for like me and my family. We were sold with the fact that they offered us a cup of tea with scones when we sat down. <laughs> we were like, oh, we're in here. So <laughs> we we're in. We I don't care it. what happens here. Even if my knees hanging off, we're signing. <laughs> so we, did, we did everything. They put us up in the hotel. It was meant to be signed Thursday evening. So I'd train in the morning, be unveiled, and then go with the team to Norwich. At quarter to midnight, deal's done. Not happening. Go home. Like, Watford won't go any more money. Warsaw won't accept anymore. Right. So me, me and my mum drive back home, like, genuinely heartbroken. Like, this is... I actually don't think I've ever spoke about this. So you get another excuse. Genuinely heartbroken, like... The, the tangle of like this this financial yeah. freedom dangle in front of you gone. yeah yeah so oh, and then we get home and they get a call at half seven in the morning saying you've got to go to Warsaw Junction 10 the village hotel go to this room and you got to do this heart scan thing because the Watford deal's back on I'm like at this point my head's frazzled I'm like rattled anyway go in get it done it's now nine nine o'clock you've got to go from there to the Warsaw training ground so like number two junctions go to the Warsaw training ground Bear in mind, my mom's not at work at this point, by the way. Yeah. My mom has to take the day off work. So this is make or break for us because we can't afford for her to have missed five shifts. Essentially, she would have missed over a 24-hour period. Yeah. So we go to Warsaw, Chris Hutchinson, pull in. What for the door, go get your stuff and, and you go to play. So I walked in, Chris pulled me in his office and went, thanks for everything, shut man. What do you mean? He went, oh, that's, that's all I wanted to do because you messed us about what we wanted to mess you about. Yeah. I'm my dad's grave. I've wow. never put somebody through a table so much in my life. I was like, no problem. Got my boots, ran to the car, and we drove from Junction 12 M6 to Beaconsfield. Yep. Yeah. At the service station, met, yep. uh, I said, the, the secretary at the time was called Claire. She right. went on to, she worked at Spurs now. I want to say it was Claire. Names forgot, but looking at uh, Claire or Jenny, they're the two names that are in my head anyway. But she's at Spurs now, signed there. She drove me from there to like, a service station on route on the A the A road into Norwich, that one way in, one way out. Yeah, the A11. Yeah. Yep. A11. Yep. She dropped me at a service station there. Perty picked me up. Martin Perty, who's obviously assistant manager at Ipswich now. He picked me up there, drove me to the hotel, got to the hotel for 4 35 o'clock ish, threw this kit at me, go up to that room, put the trackie on, we're gonna have pre-match and you're in the squad. Wow. I walk into the to my room now, imagine like heads all over the place, think, have a quick shower, go. 
walk in, Dale Bennett looking straight at me with like a, he's just took his top off. I don't know if you remember Dale Bennett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was ripped to pieces. And I'm like, I think I'm going to my own room. So I've opened his door up and Dale's looking at me, top off. He's got like steam coming off his head, genuine steam coming off his head. I was like, <laughs> you're right, mate. He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm Troy. He's like, I know who you are. I'm not in the squad now because of you. So oh. as, they've, as they've gone to get me, they've ran Dale. And then oh, they've gone. Geez. It'd be a good idea to put these two in the same in the same change. Yeah, they, they ain't thought about that one. No. So I'm like, oh, you've had it tough because you've had to run. Get on this day that I've just had. And uh, that was about me and Dale's friendship started. <laughs> Bloody <laughs> I literally, hell, but I literally go downstairs, have pre-match, don't know anybody, pre-match straight to the meeting, onto the bus, bang, playing Norwich on Sky. And the wow. rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> wow wow I, we, we were chatting to, to Derek Payne midfielder from the 90s and of course now yeah, does, yeah. Does, 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 does co-coms lovely lovely fella and it's not something I think that falls within the view of supporters typically how these transfers make you feel because you're sitting there and, and your natural reaction here is my mum's missed five shifts you've also mm. compromised your deal at Warsaw, whilst doing yeah. all of this, and it's then, is it happening, isn't it happening? It's so tenuous. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.